do you guys disdain Tuesdays or do you guys just disdain the ones of the random books that I'm picking at random and I have no idea if they're actually good or what they're about or anything because it's always this one that has the least amount of listeners I mean I appreciate all of you guys for listening when you do but it's particularly um this Tuesday one that well do I really upload on Tuesday that's another question but um it's always this one that has the least listeners um and so I appreciate you the few that actually listen to this and share (laughs) but for some reason no one likes to listen to this one it's so weird I don't understand well maybe you guys just really like recommended ones which is gonna be an issue because let me tell you no one has given me any recommendations for any books and I have run out of personal recommendations i have to really look for them now (laughs) i don't know um god i don't know what i'm gonna even read tomorrow so there's that let's let's say that i wish this one had a horror category and wait for loading because this is the wi-fi i live with and pick a random book, maybe. Okay, we're here. I know it took a while, but here we're here. Here we are. Where are we? I don't know. Chapter 38. Yay. We arrived at the hospital with the world wrapped in a heavy blue dusk. A twilight so solid, it was like cloth. Something you could wrap your hands or wear. Around like what? Oops, can't read. Something you could wrap around your hands or wear like a dress. I'd called. I'd called. I'd, I'd called ahead using Ramirez's cell phone. How do you prove that someone is really dead? I'd seen the survivors. They drew breath. I assumed they had a heartbeat or the doctors would have mentioned it. Their eyes looked at you and seemed to be aware. They reacted to pain. They were alive. What if they weren't? What if they were only vessels for a power that made Nikki Banco and I look like backstreet charlatans? There might have been a spell to prove it, but you couldn't take the results of a, of a spell to court and get permission to burn the bodies. And that was what I wanted. I finally came up with brain waves. I was betting that the higher functions of the brain wasn't working. It was the only thing I could think of that might show that something was wrong with the survivors other than not having skin and missing body parts. Unfortunately, Dr. Evans and company had done monitored brain waves activities long ago. They all had higher brain functions. So much for my brilliant idea. Dr. Evans had wanted to talk to the doctors 
Oh, what is going on? I feel like I'm not making sense. Dr. Evans had wanted to talk in the doctor's lounge. But I insisted us talk. Uh, wow, I'm making up words. I literally am looking at a word and making up another word. Am I okay? <laughs> but I insisted we talk closer to the survivor's room than that. We talked in low tones in the hallway. He wouldn't let me talk in front of the survivors about the fact they might be dead. Because if I were wrong, it would cause them distress. He had a point. But I didn't think I was wrong. The survivors already at the hospital had become agitated and violent, snapping at the hospital staff like dogs in a chain. No one had been hurt, but the timing coincided with the last murders. Why had the skinned ones been more violent? Was it the spell used to banish whatever it was from the home? Had that upped the ante somehow? Maybe frightened the creature that we were going, we were on to it? I didn't know. I just didn't know. All I did know was I could feel the darkness pressing like a hand about to crush us all. It was a heaviness in the air like before thunderstorm, but worse, closer, harder to breathe through. Something bad was coming in. It was tied to the darkness. I wasn't able to convince Dr. Evans that his patients were dead. But my urgency might have been persuasive because he did give permission for the two officers that were already at the hospital to guard inside the room instead of out. The only proof I had that they were that there were cops inside the room was a hat lying. Hold, I was so confused. I'm like, what is going on? How did the cops be there and they're not? The only proof I had that they were cop that there were cops inside the room was a hat lying on one of the chairs outside the door. Does it mean that the survivors ate them or something? I'm so confused. I wanted to go into the room myself. <gasps> But by the time, but oh, but by the time I got suited up in gown and mask, it would be full dark. It was that close, like a trembling line. So I stood in the hall and pretended that I was okay with it, because there was nothing else I could do. Since Officer Rigby and Barnardo were new. They got the standard lecture about not shooting inside an oxygen atmosphere. It would be bad, though it, it wouldn't explode, which is what I thought it would have done. It would be the flash fire to end all flash fires, turning the room into a lower circle of hell for the few moments it took me to use all the oxygen or fuel in the room. But it wouldn't explode in shower of glass or plaster. 
Nothing too dramatic, just uh, like, wow, I am so confused. Are you confused? Let's be confused and go to sleep. No, this is taking me to sleep. Rigby asked, if they don't, if they try to eat us, what are we supposed to do? Oh, should I be voice acting? Spit on them? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm too late to do this. Evan said, I can, all I can tell you is what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't fire a gun into a room full of oxygen. Bernardo drew a knife from somewhere. He hadn't bent down near his boot, which meant it was it was a bet. He hadn't bent down near his boot, which meant it was a different knife. And one the werewolf in the bar had missed. He held the blade up to the light, letting it gleam. You cut it. You 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 cut them. Oh man, my nose is even stuffy. Darkness fell like a lead curtain, almost clanging in my hand like a bowl of thunder. I waited for the door to room to open. I waited for the screaming to start because that's what I was expecting. Nothing happened. The pressure that had been building for hours vanished. It was as if something swallowed it up. I was just suddenly standing in a hallway feeling light, empty, better. I didn't understand the change. I didn't like what I don't understand. I think my throat is getting drier. <laughs> we all waited for a few tense heartbeats, but I couldn't stand it. I spilled a knife. Someone help! But my understanding. I spilled. Like water spilled. Something spilled. I spilled. A knife into my own hand. How does that make sense? I don't know. Maybe this is a superpower. Where you pour weapons into your hands. I mean spill. Maybe this is a miscorrection from the transfer of text. In, I mean, inaccuracy, whatever. Whatever. I reach for the door. The door? The door. The door swung outward. I jumped back. The male nurse that I had been introduced to earlier paused the door, staring at the naked blade in my hand. He never took his eyes off of me, but he talked to Evans. Doctor, the patients are quiet. Quieter than they've been all day. The police officers, I wanted to know if they can step out of the room for a while. Oh, so they're alive? Wait, I'm so confused. The survivors are quieter than they have been all day, I asked. Ben the nurse nodded. Ben the nurse. Hey, Ben the nurse. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I took two steps back from the door and let out the tension in my body in a long breath. <gasps> I don't even know how that sounded like. Well, Miss Blake Evans asked, can the officers come out? 
I shrugged and looked at Ramirez. Ask him. He's ranking all the sir onset. But truthfully, this page is so long. I guess so. Whatever I've been feeling seems to fade when darkness fell. I don't understand it. I slid the knife back into the sheath. I guess there's not going to be a fight. You sound disappointed, Bernardo said. His knife had vanished to whatever he got. Okay, I guess he did, or I did spill a knife in my hand because everyone has superpowers. Okay, okay, probably. I shook my head, not disappointed, just confused. I felt a great deal of power building for hours and it just vanished. That much power doesn't just vanish. It went somewhere. Apparently not to the survivors, but it's off somewhere doing something tonight. Any ideas what it's doing or where and where? Ramirez asked. I shook my head. Not really. He turned to the doctor. Tell the men they can come outside. He finally gave him a voice. Ben the nurse. Hey, Ben the nurse. Hey, Ben the nurse. Ben the nurse looked at Dr. Evans for confirmation. Evans nodded. The nurse ducked back inside, the door closing slowly behind them. Evans turned to me. Well, Miss Blake, looks like you hurried over here and I, what was his voice? I don't know. I forgot already. For nothing. I shrugged. I thought we'd be ass deep in man-eating corpses by now, I smiled. It's nice to be wrong once in a while. We all smiled at each other. The tension spilled out of all of us. Bernardo gave a nervous laugh. <laughs> you sometimes give when the emergency is over or the bullet passed you by. I'm very glad you were wrong this time, Miss Blake. Evan said. Me too, I said. Me three, Bernardo said. I'm happy too, Ramirez says. But it is disappointing to find out you're not perfect. If you don't know I'm not perfect after 48 hours of working with me on a police investigation, then you're not paying attention. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm paying attention, Ramirez says. Close attention. Oh, there was a weight to his gaze, an intensity to his words. I mean, this is mostly horror. I just remembered horror. God. <laughs> intensity to his words that made me want to scream, squirm. Oh, oh, this is horror. Sorry. He's scary, I'm sure. I'm uh, in not try in trying not to score my cop Bernardo's eye. He was smiling at me, enjoying my discomfort. Glad someone was. If you were wrong about this, you may be wrong about them being dead. Evan said. I nodded. Maybe. You admit you may be wrong, just like that. Evan seemed surprised. My voice, my allergies. I don't know. Oh. Change of temperature. Oh, where am I? Evan's sound seems surprised. This is magic, not math, Dr. Evans. There are very few hard and fast rules. 
There are even fewer rules the way I do it. Sometimes I think two and two are going to add up to five, and I'm right. Sometimes all you get is four. If it lowers the body count, I don't mind being wrong. The door opened, and a two men came out dressed in Albuquerque. I'm not saying this right. I have a feeling this is Canadian. Maybe uniforms or maybe midwestern i don't know they headed for the door as soon as ben ben the nurse hey ben the nurse <laughs> told them they could go i didn't blame them one bit Ooh, hell is sus i don't know i don't trust i don't trust their eyes looked haunted i don't trust i thought so i knew so the tallest one was blonde and built all of squares Broad shoulders, thick waist, heavy legs, not that, just strong, solid. His partner was shorter and almost completely bald except for a ring of brown curls low on his head. Apparently, it was his hat sitting in the chair by the door. Oh, I get it now. Dr. Amateur. Excuse me. I don't know what voice he is. You have passed them into the room, the short one said. You can have it. The blonde one looked at me, eyes narrowing, not friendly. Well, if it ain't the wicked witch of the Midwest, I hear you have, we have you to thank for us sitting in there for the last hour. Oh, please. I mean, that's me, sorry. I didn't recognize him, but apparently he knew me on sight. I suggested it, yes. The blonde moved closer, using his size to intimidate me, or he tried. Size just isn't as impressive as most men think it is. Oof. Very good, girl. Maybe Marx was right about you. Ah, ha. He must have been one of the officers on sight when Marx kicked me out. I felt Ramirez start to move up, probably to step between us. I put my head on his shoulder. It's alright. Ramirez didn't move back the step he'd taken, but at least he did move forward. It was probably the best that I get out of him. It was probably the best I would get out of him. What? Confused. What? It was probably the best I would get out of him. Okay, so, wow, my brain. But it meant that I was sandwiched between two men. The blonde eyes flickered to Ramirez behind me. The look on his face was enough. He wanted to fight and didn't care who it was with. He was glaring at Ramirez now, and I could almost feel the testosterone, testosterone, testosterone. Tostrum, right? Rising on each side, enough to tostrum to get the officer in trouble, maybe suspended when all he needed was to blow off some steam. He was trying to cleanse himself of the horrors in the room. So his, both his partner and Bernardo were staying back. I didn't know what the partner was doing, but Bernardo was enjoying the show. You must have been one of the officers that helped me 
the help marks throw me out. I said, look, I looked way up at the man. He was looking over me at Ramirez. He took him a second to blink and look at me. He frowned at me and it was a good frown. I bet it made a lot of bad people run like hell. His partner, holy crap, this is so long. This is a horror story because it's so long. It's horrifying me and my allergies. His partner came up behind him. Let's, okay, speed time. Whew. Let's go. His partner came up behind me. Yeah, German and I, but we're, <laughs> we're both there. The partner sounded calm and I don't, and I think worried about his partner. Good partners look after more than just your physical health. And you are, I asked. I asked it like his partner. Jarman wasn't about to pick a fight with everyone in the hallway. He introduced himself like everything was normal to Jake's Jarman. German and Jake's, I made it like a question. He nodded, smiling. JJ, at your service. I felt the tension easing into the big man in front of me. Hard to stay pissed at it when you're being ignored and everyone else is behaving themselves. I pressed my back into Ramirez, trying to urge him to back off. He took the hint, stepping back a little. Officer Ruby came bounding down the hallway. He gone to the car to get something less explosive than his gun. When he was carrying what, what he was carrying was a taser gun, he would stand a charge of 30,000 to 60,000 volts through a suspect. Theoretically, he could put someone down for the count without the danger of killing him unless you were very unlikely like the has a pacemaker ramirez was shaking his head what the hell is that for R rugby looked at looked at the taser rugby looked at that taser i can't use my gun so i'll use this rugby german said a taser makes a spark <laughs> my allergies rugby looked puzzled so if the spark we when we fire the gun will take if the spark when we fire the gun will set off the oxygen in the room, so will the spark from a taser Ramirez says, Go back to the car and find some something else, Jarman said. Jake and I moved to the one side, watching Ramirez and Jarman and Rome Reem, Reem, the rookie. No one was mad and more derisive, condescending, but not mad. When Rigby had disappeared through the door at the far end of the hall, Jarman Ron looked at Ramirez. Is Rigby all, all marks David for backup? Ramirez nodded, then shrugged he'll win. And someone will get killed doing it, Jarman said. Jake held his hand out low, palm up. He was smiling. I gave him a low five. I was smiling too, but because his partner hadn't baited, belt, belted a detective, I was just happy that I had been wrong. I had had my fill of corpses who went to hell for a year. Barnardo was leaning against the opposite wall. He seemed puzzled by my interaction with the cops. I doubt he will ever occur to Barnardo to make friends with them. The two officers had platoons stuck to their utility belts. Ramirez looked unarmed except for their gun. Where is your baton, Armando? Armando? Who the hell is Armando? Oh, Armando, Jake said. Oh, yeah, Armando, Jarman, rolling the name off his tongue. Where's your baton? Then that they, oh, God, that they were willing to give Ramirez shit meant that they were under, that under, oh, that they, that they were willing to give Ramar shit men that under normal circumstances he and Jarman got along there were there is a different flavor to teasing when it's hostile reason teasing was close to hostile but not quite as if weren't sure if he they he was really one of them yet Ramirez took a short mental rod I can't believe this is an entity yet Ramirez took a short mental rod out of his hip pocket he made a short small movement to his wrist and the rod telescoped it into his a, a solid piece of metal about two feet long. Ah, asp. An asp. What? An asp? A-S-P? I said. 
I didn't notice you were carrying them when we met. I'm usually pretty aware of weapons. He flicked the rod open to compact size. An asp is pretty small when it's put away. How do you know I wasn't carrying one? I opened my mouth, then closed it, then and looked at him. He was grinning at me. I debated on whether to rise to the bait or let it pass. Hell, it was the most fun I'd had all day. Are you implying that I was staring at your butt? How else would you know that I wasn't, that I didn't have something about the size of a pen in my back pocket. His eyes were sparkling like dark jewels, shining with humor. I shrugged. Just checking for weapons. That's what they all say, Jarman. They want to check me for weapons. I, I looked at him. I can see your weapon from here, Jarman. He puffed his check out, ch chest out a little, managed to strut without moving his foot an inch. When you're my size, it's hard to miss. Oh, God. That's me. I looked at <laughs> I looked at every man in turn and ready to fight the urge to linger on Bernardo. I was willing to bet that his weapon was the biggest in the hallway. Oh, I don't know, German. You know what they say. It's not the size of matter. It's time. Again, I had to fight the urge to stare at Bernardo. Bernardo? Bernardo. German smiled happily. Trust me, baby. I've got town in the size. This is supposed to be hard, but this is the only hard is how long is this? He's easy to brag when you know you'll have you never have to prove, I said. Yes, I was baiting him. German swept his hat off and gave me a look. I think it was supposed to be some a come-hither look. His scary frown was better than his sexy look. But hey, I I, I bet he got a lot more opportunity to, to practice scary than sexy. Let's find some privacy, babe, and I will prove it. I shook my head smiling. What would your wife say about you taking me out for a test drive? Nice wedding bed, by the way. He laughed a good into a rubble. Jake's answered for him. His wife would feed him his dick on a stick. Jarman nodded, still chuckling. Yeah, my Bren, Bren, Bren has a temper. That one she does. She, he said it like it was a good thing. I think he valued. He looked at me. My Bren would have kicked Marks in the balls, not kissed him. I... I thought about it. I said, oh, I kissed Marks? Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know. Why didn't you hit him? Rummer says the humor still sparkled in his eyes, but his face was more serious. I think he wanted a real answer, not a joke. He was expecting me to hit him. Maybe he wanted me to hit him. He would have pressed assault charges, got me behind bars for a while. I expected one of the three men to say Marks wouldn't do that, and no one did. I looked from one suddenly serious face to another. No one's going to defend the lieutenant's honor. Perhaps he wouldn't do such a dastardly thing, Jarvan said. No, Jake said, Dastard, you talk pretty for a devil-worshipping assassin. I blinked him and passed that by me well, again slowly. Jake's not according to the lieutenant. You're suspected of the disappearance of several citizens, as well as dancing naked in the moonlight with the devil himself. Marks didn't say that last part. Jake's grin can't blame for the men for wishful thinking. He wiggled his eyes on me. Eyebrows. Oh. I laughed. They laughed. It was a good time being had by all. Except for me. Except for Barnero leaning against the wall. Apart from the general goodwill, are you asleep yet? Yeah, I hope so, because that was the only meaning that there is for this long chapter. He is watching me as if he never really seen me before. I surprised him in some way. Marks tried to get you arrested for magical malfeasance. So the rumor mill says, oh, this makes so much sense why I... Why a knife spilled into my hand? I'm magical. I stared at him. Magical mil... I don't even know how to say this word. Milfessence could carry a death sentence. I stared at Ramirez. Did you know he was trying to do that? Ramirez touched my arm. He moved 
down the hallway to the distant rumble of masculine laughter. The two officers probably still giving each other good-natured shit from the caliber of laughter. If I were about me about something I didn't want to hear, there was always a line to the teasing about something carefully avoided. I wanted to be a uh, female, one of the guys, not get a reputation for being a, a thin line to walk sometimes. Probably best to be out of your shop. I didn't want to be alone with Ramirez right now. It bothered me that he hadn't told me that Marx had said that about me. He was a virtual stranger. He didn't owe me anything, but it made me think less of him. An African-American nurse walked past us and we walked into the room. Since I had seen all, since all I had seen was her eyes the first time, I couldn't be sure she was the same nurse I'd glimpsed early in the room. She was small, of the right size, but in full surgical scrubs. Who knew? My lips are dry. My life is dry. I can't handle this. My allergies, my the men had fallen silent as she walked past. As soon as the door closed safely behind her, the laughter sounded again. Ramirez looked at me with an honest face, a length of concern between his eyebrows and a tiny wrinkle of disgust. He looked at the little he looked even younger when he frowned. Didn't that bother you? He asked what I I asked. He glanced back at the two officers. They were still smiling. Jason German, you mean the teasing? He's nodded. When I kissed Marks in front of all of them, I sort of invited a little teasing. Besides, I sort of started or rather you did I shrugged it pulls off steam and we all need it right now most women don't see it that way Ramirez says but I'm not like most women Ooh, I'm not like most women but <laughs> but frankly one of the reasons a lot of women don't stand for any teasing is that some men don't know when teasing crosses the line to harass me if I had to work a day in and day out with them I might be more careful but I don't so I can afford to push the line a little what's your line Anita he was standing just a little too close to comfort. I'll let everyone know when they've reached it. Don't worry. I stepped back from him, giving myself the distance I wanted. You're mad at me. Son is surprised. I have smiled. Believe me, detective. When I'm mad at you, you'll know. Detective, not even Ramirez. Now I know you're upset. What did I do? I looked at him, studying all the open, honest face. Why didn't you tell me that's what Mark said about me? What he had was telling other cops about you would carry a death sentence. No way would was Mark going to push that through. Anita, you should have told me. Yeah, you should have told me how long this time was going to be myself. I looked, he looked puzzled for a moment. Then he shrugged. I didn't know that I was supposed to. I frowned, I guess not. But I wasn't happy with his answer. He touched it in my arm again. Even so lightly, this is a cruel mistake I've done to myself. I didn't believe the marks to get you arrested. I was right. Isn't that enough? No, I kissed the motherfucker. Didn't you realize? No, I said. Um, I said that. Anyways. No, I said. He let his um hand fall away from me. What good would have that done to tell you? You would have worried for nothing i don't need my feelings protected i need to feel that i can trust you you don't trust me because i didn't tell you everything that mark said not as much as i trusted you before the first hint of anger hardened in eyes and you told me and you told me everything that happened in lost when my my spanish is failing dueño duendos duendos uh, you didn't hold anything back about your interview with Nikki Balco. His eyes weren't kind now. They were cool and searching cop eyes. I looked down once then fought to maintain eye contact. When I was desperately wanted to do was duck my head and say, Oh, shucks, you caught me. Push me into a corner and I, I usually get angry. But somehow looking at deep into into his deep brown eyes, I couldn't pull much more indentation. Maybe he was having no moral high ground to stand on. Yeah, that might be it. I didn't kill anyone if that's what you're implying. 
saying it was one of my usual comments with less my usual force. That's not what I'm implying. You know, Anita, there was something familiar, something intimate about the conversation. We know each other for about two days. Wow, and we yet we interacted as if we known each other much longer. It was unnerving. I didn't usually bond this quickly with people who are monsters, but if it had been my long time police friend, Sergeant Raldoff Star store himself standing in front of me i would have lied if nikki Baco got a whiff of cops he'd back up he'd never trust me again people like Baco don't give a second chance when it comes to the police Baco knows knew you and Rob robbie were outside the bar hernando oh is that his last name or something he has a whole area how <laughs> is this so long this is torturous. This is torturous. He has an entire arena wired with magical. I waffle my hands back and forth, seeking the right words, words and spells. He knows what happens in the streets if I go back into the place as broken. No matter how dizzy, he won't help. So are you sure, sure he can help Ramirez? As he may be stringing along, trying to find out what he knows he's scared. Ronaldo Bronco is scared. Call it a feeling, but I don't think much right. You just told me. Are you even understanding what I'm saying? What's the meaning of me continuing? What's control? I just want to tell you I'm still strolling. I don't know when the end is. I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. Oh. Bernardo said, this is a bad idea. Wow. This is the last paragraph of this page, by the way. Bernardo said, this is a bad idea. And I agree. This was a bad idea. This chapter in this book was a bad idea. But he went through the door. The heartbeat before we reach it. God, I hated being right all the time. Same. Uh, oh my God. Oh my God. That was the worst. I hate. I hate what just happened. I hate so much on so many different levels. I'm still scrolling up. This, this torturous thing is called Obsidian Butterfly. By Laurel K. Hamilton. It is fantasy horror Pumpkin 2000 series. Anita Blake. Vampire Hunter number 9. The Anita Blake Vampire Hunter Blacklist takes flights a new whole look in her ninth adventure. Vampire Hunter Anita Blake. Oh, that's her name. Oh, okay. What was the flavor to the friend of a man almost as dangerous as the ancient evil she's about to face this is a marathon and i don't know how to feel about it i kind of hate it i can't believe i did it under 40 minutes how is that even physically possible i didn't do it because i skipped like a lot but let's say we did good night i really hope this helps you sleep because then i feel like that's the only purpose it has now i understand why i'm Less people will listen to this. Anyways, share, follow, enjoy, enjoy sleeping. Okay, I'm exhausted. As always, thanks for listening and I'm so fucking sleepy.